Hello, and welcome to Fireside Chat with Frank and Irene. Hello, Irene. How's it going? Hello, Frank. Yes, everything is going very, very well. Fantastic. Great. Yeah, you've had a busy week, huh? Fine. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. I hope everybody knows what that means. I didn't know what fine meant (laughs) until Frank just told me. I was today years old when I really understood what fine really meant. Frank, why don't you tell us what fine means? It means effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. And I learned that back when I was about 21, 22 years old, sitting around a table full of ladies playing pinochle and they decided that they was going to come up with a word for fine and use every initial. And that's what they come up, effed up, neurotic, uh, fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> Excuse my mouth. So that's when it was invented. That's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's that, over that was 30 years. I'd never heard that before until <laughs> just said it a few minutes ago. <laughs> they use it a lot in AA. They also use kiss a lot too. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I heard, I heard that one. Yeah, that's pretty famous. Some people are offended by that because it's a negative and that you shouldn't be using that on yourself. And it's like, well, it's just a joke. Oh, well. just yeah. a joke. I mean, words are very important. They, they, they are. So, you know, I, I could see. <laughs> but we don't have to be anal either, right? <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh-uh. no. Maybe I shouldn't use these <laughs> kinds of words. That. It's Sunday. Sunday's not even supposed to be a Sunday. It's not even the Sunday's the working day. It's Saturday, the Shabbat. Saturday is the rest day. Actually, yeah, yeah. But but when you were talking about how um uh you know triggering people, or you didn't say that, but but spiritual babies are you know people, you know, people that get offended so easily because of your 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 story. I had somebody get get offended because of my story, saying that it was so negative. You know, um, the only people that get offended are people that aren't uh, aren't secure with themselves. Yeah, so it's like you know, because if you've done your own work, what other people do is not going to bother you. Right. So you shouldn't be triggered. Yeah, you shouldn't be really triggered about. Yes, saying. Well, you know, that's that's what'll happen. You'll get triggered. Yeah. And yet, that'll if people really have the the capacity to understand, it's just showing you that you have a little bit more work to do. Well. And I real, you know, I remember that when I was first in sobriety, you know, back in 84. And you're learning all these new terms and words and this and and you're you're starting to get involved with emotions and feelings for the first time. So you kind of go overboard a little bit, get a little bit strict with everybody. Oh, you shouldn't say it like, you know, and then after a while, you kind of calm down and realize, you know what, uh, everybody has their own agency. I should just mind my own. <laughs> and then yeah. you get along in life a lot better matter of fact that's kind of what we talked about well we were i'm going to bring it up because it was it was a good lesson for everything and we talk about it um missionary work is actually really important in our church um, we have young men and women that actually dedicate two years of their life and go on missions and the missionary leader he came to visit and was talking about that and um but he was explaining 
that their job is really not as important as the member's job. And he started explaining when, if you're there with the missionary and you're sharing your testimony with these people that you already know, the chances of them converting and becoming a member and getting to know Christ is way higher. It's, it's one in every eight people, but when, you, when the member's not involved with the missionary work, it takes them 36 people to get one baptism. And it's like that with what in sales too. Um, the most powerful thing in sales is word of mouth advertisement, period. And we worked when we built the life insurance company, it was all done on word of mouth. Because if I come up to you and said, Jim wanted me to talk to you just as soon as I possibly can about a business opportunity he knew you would be really excited about. You've been doing business with Jim for 30 years. That's way better if I just come up to you and say, hey, can I talk to you about a business opportunity? You don't even know who I am. There's a lot of power in that. See, and we also talk about this with the circle. Yeah. Your environment. Oh, and when you're trying to create the best chance of success, I don't care what it's in. Your environment is a key in that whoever you're aligning yourself with proximity is power, as Tony says, Indeed. and he learned that from billionaires. So and, and you got to spend all week with Tony, I was supposed to, I just been really busy and I didn't get to. Oh, man, it was amazing. So for anybody out there, I so know I missed you. out. You didn't miss out. You did they kept not miss calling out. me all week. <laughs> you need to be over and here. There'll be another one because they usually do, you know, the, they do these these challenges periodically so that way they can plant the seeds. And like, it was free. Yes, it was totally free. It was five days, uh, a yeah. few hours each day. It went uh, over about an hour, sometimes an hour and a half uh, that it went over, but it was uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, well, and just talking to you earlier. That it wasn't repeat stuff. There was a lot of new stuff that you there was stuff. Learning. I have been in the community since 2019. Yeah. And there was stuff. And I have been through Master University. Mm. I have been through several events a few times. Um, and so it was I had I this was things that he was sharing from his from from his sages platinum group. And so there was things that he was sharing in this free challenge that he that I had never heard before. Right. I was just amazed. And so thankful and so grateful to be have you know to take my time out and uh, for, for that rather than watch a movie or you know do something you know that's not very productive that's not going to feed my mind. So it was amazing, and a lot of people are going to join. They have been joining UPW. So for anybody out there, if you haven't heard of Unleash the Power Within, I'm not an even I'm not even an affiliate or anything. I'm just so passionate about the work that they do because they change and transform lives. And so, um, yeah, it was just amazing. When something changes your life for the good, you want to share it with everybody. I know, especially the people that you love and care for, right? Yeah, you just want to just want to let them know. And the what Tony even stands for, you know, he the, the, we've watched him cry. I mean, this man is a very he's very emotional and connected to what he's doing. And yeah. it's important for him to literally be in front of people face to face. He he works the best that way because he likes yeah. connecting. And 
I've, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched him do some serious, serious work. Yeah, and 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 to be to be completely and and totally vulnerable and honest with everybody out there, like I, I, his wife's I pretty awesome too. Yes, she is. I mean, like, she's very classy and very. Um, um, I love her feminine energy, energy as well, but. But what I was going to say is that I had I got closer. The, the more I learned about myself within starting within this community, I got the, the closer I got to to know more about Jesus Christ and to learn about God and my relationship with Him was just growing, got stronger. I don't care what anybody says about Tony Robbins, you know, right. um, he he really does. Uh, he knows he knows what he's talking about when he's talking about the source and, and what we're a part of and the, and the thankfulness and gratefulness and how. Um, you know the, the secret to life of, of you know it, of, is, is is given. You know the secret to living is given, and it's really really true. So yeah, it was amazing. I, I could just go on and on and on, but well, yeah. you know, Great. one of the things I actually got to share in in church today was um, they were talking about I you know we we know how busy you are, but it sometimes it's important to try and take a little bit of time. And it kind of opened a door <laughs> for me. Uh, it doesn't take much to open up a door for me to come in and, and share some experience, strength, and hope with people. And I said, you especially know, because I you know what it's going to do. You know that it can inspire somebody and it can plant those seeds to change well, somebody's life. What's the greatest work that, on this planet? Period is 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 the work of of the Lord and and God and and that whole thing there is why we're even here in the first place and. What I said is, you know, I've been studying the top performers for years. And one of the things that I have found out with top performers is we all know that we have to-do lists, but top performers have not to-do lists. They sit back constantly and reevaluate their day, what they have going on, and then they check to see what is a needle mover, what's actually working and what's not working, and then they eliminate it. They get it out of there. If it's not a, lim uh, a needle mover, they get rid of it. This gives you more time than you'll ever know, and people don't know how to do that. We haven't been taught to do that. We also haven't been taught how to set goals, you know, um, for years and years. I mean, we blow ourselves out of the water. We get the the big picture in our head, we get all excited and then we try and tackle it all. And if it ain't done by Friday, we blow ourselves away and it's like, it can never happen. Yeah. And, and that's where Tony has taught us and Dean and the people yeah. that we work with is there's a process to everything, even goal setting and, and it takes journaling time. and working with a calendar and breaking things down to achievable little goals because when you start having these little tiny successes, it builds the confidence level up. And now you can actually see the big picture. We overestimate what we can do in the first year. And we underestimate what we can do in five years. And I love that you said. That's what's kept me here all this time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I and I, what, another thing that keeps me here, Irene, and I'm sure it does with you, is why am I here? This is my passion. Okay. I have friends that have made way more money than I have. I've made some money. I'm not going to say I have it. Um, and, and I've made some big money in really fast. I haven't, uh, huh? I haven't made, I haven't made any money. I made four grand. <laughs> I made four grand in less than an not hour, <laughs> in less than an hour. 
uh, no, I sell I, I, big I'm ticket lying. items, but that's I, what lying. I do. I've, I've sold books too, and I've sold jewelry and stuff, but I haven't made like, you know, that. Well, I've sold they, other what, people's what they programs. they promised you. <laughs> I've sold other people's programs. Right, right. And, yeah. and that, and, but I, you know, at, for a long time, it was like, I'm just, I don't want to do sales. I want to do something else, but I'm doing what I want to do right now. And that's what I always remind myself. It, it's not about money for me. It's about doing God's work and, and helping people overcome the places that I was at at one time that I'm no longer there. That's what's important to me. If something comes out of that later, I'm okay with that. But that's not my reasoning for doing it. My reasoning is to impact lives and to help people and uh, and to just, yeah, spread the yeah. love, man. I know everything will align when your heart is aligned the way it's supposed to be. Really is when when that that money part is not a big worry in your you know that thorn in your in your thought and in your side and you just let it be and you just do God's will and you be you know do good and right you can do all you can to be a good person and a good soul and yeah so it'll it'll align everything will fall into place the way it's supposed to be um, you, you just have to let it we stand in our own way we, actually we do we do. Actually, more than anybody we, else actually the evil one stands right in front of us but we don't know how powerful we are he does mm. but he laughs at us yeah he laughs at us because he stands right in front of us and all we have to do is walk through you know what's cool i was thinking about that today um they talk a lot about your superpower and you think about this now uh i know our superpower in in the Bible, God says to be childlike. That is your superpower. Because when you start going back and looking at children, when they're like six months, a year, the things that they are doing is completely fearless. There is no stop to a child. You can't talk them out of stuff. They're going to conquer it, whether you like it or not. They're going to conquer the stairs. They're going to do whatever it takes. And they'll fall all day long until they get them conquered. They don't quit. They don't know no. All they know is that's the goal. And that's what they're going after. And they're not going to stop. It's parents. And then here come, it's and then here come mom and dad <laughs> putting on their limitations. Or here come grandma and grandpa putting on their limitations. Yeah. You know. Thinking or, you we're know, the saving that, them from something and we're not. Right. Right, thinking yes, exactly, up. but just just passing down those habits, those really bad habits that we have, yeah, because we're afraid. Absolutely, and and that's so sad because I have well-adjusted kids, but I can even see some of the fears that um, that have been installed. And I'm not going to say what side of the party it was on; doesn't matter. But they did learn some. And it took them longer to get through those because they had to overcome that first to get to the other side. And they're doing it. Um, my daughter that one, I have one daughter that really has dealt with um, anxiety huge. She never had it when she was little. Uh, she learned that. And, um, and it bothers me. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there's nothing you can do about that. But she, it was learned. Uh, this little girl had no well, fear when she was little. She was crawling up on tables, singing in front of a crowd of people. She didn't care. Yeah. But she we learned can't, can't, that fear. Right. You know what? We we did the best we could with the tools we had at the time. Frame. Right. We did. And just like our parents did the same. Our, our grandparents did the same. But at the Don't same time, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not, but um, I talk about it because if we need to talk about it, it's, it's, yeah. it's when you become aware of things, it needs to be talked about because until you're aware of stuff, you can't correct things. And, and, and you, you're true. And, and, it, and uh, I had right to first admit that I had a problem before I could solve the problem. And, and doesn't it just feel like, doesn't it just pierce you so much because you know that you effed up, right? You know that you, in some areas to where, because I've done the same thing, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like with my, with my son, my older son, especially, like, I didn't know that, what the hell I was doing at the age of 16, right? <laughs> you know, you and, don't. And yeah. So, so I, you have that guilt and you hold on to that guilt because you know, because nobody nobody taught now. you how to deal with the guilt. Um, I used to look at if I have a problem, I'm not a good human being. And that's not what it's about. It's about accepting where you're at and, and trying to correct it and, and grow from it and learn from it. And when you when you get to that kind of uh, space in your life, things get really exciting because I don't get hung up on the guilt no more. It's like, you know what? I screwed yeah. up. I don't give a crap's ass. Right? It's time to go forward. But what did I learn from that? Okay. I learned some really good stuff here. And when I see somebody else going through the same stuff I just went through, I can give them these little hints on how to get through it quicker. So I, yeah, I don't get caught up in the fail part of it because that, the fail part is what got me to where I was at. It taught me what wasn't working. It also teaches you what's working, what's not working. So failure is, is key. And you grow. That's how you grow. And yeah. isn't that what we're here for? That's what life's about. And yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of the comments uh, from that, from that challenge, there were so many people, man, there's so many people that are so hard on themselves. Yeah. And insecure really. walk around with their heads down. Yeah. Just like the, the, the words that like what I was saying, how words are so important and so powerful and how you speak to yourself, especially what you hear, right. what your cells hear, but the words that they were just, you know, that we use, because I'm the same way. You know, and, and, it, and it takes skill. It takes skill to and repetition to be able to conquer and master those emotions when they come up, those negative ones when they come up. But yeah, there were so many people who are, they're just lost and they're so hungry. They're so hungry for spiritual guidance, for, for any kind of guidance, you know, just to be loved, to, to be in a community, to be around other people who are like-minded, who are not going to judge them. Mm. That's why that your circle is so important yeah. is because you, when you, when you put the right people and you're in charge, because everything's a choice, you're in charge who is in your circle, because that is a part of who you are. You're can, every time you, if you, Look at the people that you align yourself with daily. You're you're literally sharing information all day long with these people. 
And it's usually the same information and it could be either positive or negative. And you get stuck in that until you become aware of it and learn how and understand how to change that. So once you learn that, now you want to start putting the right people in there, people that are going to take you forward. They're walking down the same path you are. They have the same interests. They, they believe in you. They're going to they're going to back you up. They're going to keep you accountable. And they're not going to allow you to quit on your dream or, or what it is you're, that you're passionate about. And that's, that's the beauty of the people that we know, Irene. I mean, um, even when you don't talk to somebody for a little while, they still check in with you to see how you you're do. doing. Right. Out of the blue. They don't quit. Like, hey, I just wanted to, I'm just thinking about you. I just wanted to check on you and see how you're doing. But going back on to like the way we you were saying, you can't change the people. But if, if anybody listening takes anything from this, take this. You can't change the people in your circle, but you can change the people in your circle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's necessary. Your so environment just, just is know everything. that you are in charge of your state of being. You right. are not anybody else. So you can always change. Like the new, like you said, you can't change the people in your circle, but you certainly can change the people in your circle. I see my cousin Trudy's on there. Hi, Trudy. Hi, Trudy. <laughs> she she yeah, under, so. she she does a lot of the same stuff we do. She's got the same mindset and her husband's the same way. They they have a really good relationship. They're family orientated. And you know, that is that's that's your wealth in life. And that's what uh me and her actually how we were raised. Uh my mom took a, a different road for a period of time that kind of threw some wrenches in our life. But you know, it happens to all of us, and that's part of life. But one of the things that I understand today is the things that happen to us in our lives don't define who we are as people. How we handle the situation is how you're defined. And you can always change that. So what are some of the experiences that you you have any experiences that from your uh, challenge this week that you would like to talk about? Oh man, just like a, how to instantly stop an argument. I mean, oh really? Just, Share that. That's oh always my, good. Oh my gosh! So it was it was just an amazing thing to be able to learn that skill and that tool. And I'm going to tell you, it's okay. So it's called so S E W, and it stands for. Hold on. Get it for you just right now. I took notes, but I don't. I I can't. I can't recall what. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So, so it stands for, and it's three. It stands for sensation, for emotion, and for what, uh, what you want, right? And mm -hmm. so what you do is there's, there's the five emotions. There's sad, mad, or angry, scared, fearful, right? Glad, happy, or loving, and excited. And so you tell your partner, uh, rather than what, rather than saying, like, if he comes home and he's like, say, I'm just going to use uh, an example for me. Sometimes what will spark or trigger me and my emotions is 
when my husband comes home and I have been, you know, doing so much, like I've been like busting my ass, like, you know, doing whatever it is I can do, doing it, it over here, doing it over here. And then one little thing that is out of, uh, of his place, of his expectation will just trigger him, not only because of the day that he's had, Mm. but but because it's not to his expectation right yeah and so rather than me you know uh you know uh get mad and start saying you have no idea why I did right rather than doing that tell him how how you feel like you know that really makes me that really hurts my heart that really i it feels heavy like explain it in detail the sensation that you're feeling that really makes me feel angry like that really grinds my gears it really is boiling my blood right now because you know this tell them the sensation that you're feeling rather than talking at them and and you do it without saying you're you make me feel right right by what you just said i'm feeling this way you you have to word that differently yeah because if you if you say you make me feel then you give them the power but it also throws the guilt back in their face and it's like whoa wait a minute (laughs) i'm not taking responsibility for that and then from from what i just heard or from or my my interpretation or whatever my illusion (laughs) right (laughs) or you know what what i think i heard is is making me feel this way you Mm. know doing doing that and so and then and then you know, just letting them know how, how it's making you feel uh, again. Right. And what do you want from it? Like, what, what is it that you're, you're attempting to, to solve because we're on the same team, Yeah. you know, it was the relationship day, day number four, and it was just an amazing, amazing, informative, um, um, a session. It really was. And, and so I'm just so thankful, grateful, but like saying like the people they were so like the people listen, looking at all the comments and, and hearing, you know, the people that were interviewed, they're just so like up in the air and so lost about what to do next. Right. Like so many people were like, well, I can't afford UPW. You know how that goes, right? Yeah. Like I, I can't afford to be there. And they're like, yeah, there's a lot of people that can't afford. It. And so they lose hope. They, that's when they, you know, slack off and they fall off and, you know, they, go back to the back of the line with their hands crossed and they look at everybody going by and they start mm-hmm. comparing themselves and then they can start getting into that shell again, rather than I kept, I kept on you know, Stick. implementing, sticking with the community. You know, there are people out there that really love you. Yeah. And you know, really the power about what you, you said though, also Irene is it benefits you and it benefits your husband by wording it that way you help him become aware, but you also help yourself disarm that because when you acknowledge it, it takes the power away from it also and helps it heal and go away quicker. But I think one of the key things that most people need to understand about feelings, they're not right or wrong. They just are. And it it's not about being right or wrong. It's just about feeling and getting to know who you are and accepting the fact that this is where you are at the time and that's what disarms it and when you start to understand it that way it's no longer being used as a weapon you're just take you're taking care of yourself and you're letting them know hey um 
the way you worded that, it, 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 it hurt me. It, it hurt the, the, it just didn't feel good. And I don't know why you came at me like that, but it didn't feel right. And just letting them know, and it just makes them aware, you know, and, and, and remember what we also talked about last time, when you go the opposite way and you throw stuff at each other like that and you react, you're, you're, you, you go from uh, low level beta to high level beta. You're in the fright or flight mode. And when you're trying to figure shit out there, you don't. And the more you get involved in it, the higher it goes. Yeah. And now you're out of control. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just great. It was a great time, and I'm glad that I was uh, I, I I got to spend that time, my time, because you know how time is so precious. I'm so happy and thankful and grateful that I was able to spend it doing that. So yeah, that was very awesome indeed. And then they they also talked, you know, several things about the relationships, um, which was awesome because I think so many people need that. It doesn't matter, you know what kind of relationship you're in. It doesn't have to be a romantic one. You know, it, it shows you and tells you what you need to do in order to um, not, to, to, for that other person uh, to, to feel seen. And and one of the things, uh, another thing was the four horsemen of uh, that kills a relationship. Mm. And which is, and, and you're talking a little bit about that now, which the first one is criticism, Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of instead of voicing what it is that you want to get out and come across, you're just talking at them and criticizing. And then the other one was contempt. The other one was um, what was it? stonewalling was one. And then like uh, defensiveness, I think, was another one. Um, so there was just so much good, good, um, awesome info. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell you more about it. And I took lots of notes. But well, yeah, you know, the thing I like about this stuff is the more you get to understand it, the more you can disarm it. But what's also important here, and I and I did my uh, my own little study and, you know, I'm on top of the world, real positive. And so I decided, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a few weeks off. And I'm going to listen to the news. And I'm going to, and I'm going to listen to everybody else that I don't normally listen to. And I'm going to, I'm going to notice the change. And I'm telling you, it does not last or take very long to go right back into the stinking thinking. You have to maintain a maintenance program. Everybody does. I don't, Tony, Rock, it doesn't matter who you are. We always have to maintain that because that's also part of your DNA, your design physically and emotionally spiritually to go forward always you're you're designed to learn and always constantly going forward and it's when we stop and when we we relax is when we start to get miserable and we fall back into the same thinking that we did because if you're not going forward that's where you will go back to what you knew and and it doesn't take long to get back there no no and, and the quality, another thing that, that really stuck with me too, is the quality of your, of your life is, is the quality of reflection of your relationships. Yes. So if you have, you know, it, man, it, it's so, it's so, it sucks to be around toxic, a toxic partner, yeah. you know? Well, and see, yeah. you brought this up, didn't you? A couple of weeks ago when uh, the people 
in our close surroundings are the ones that actually stop us from succeeding. We, al we allow them to stop us. And we, you were talking about that. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of people bring you about down, that. you know, and try to discourage yeah. you from succeeding and doing that. Which is, yeah. key, though, because the stuff that you're talking about is the stuff that we all on a personal level have to learn because we're the only ones that's going to be responsible to disarm it. We can't leave it up to other people to do that. We have to take full responsibility and accountability for everything that goes on in our lives. Even if the, the idiot across the street does something really bad, you take responsibility. Don't leave it up to them, right? Because if you take responsibility for it, you take the power away from that guy and you stay in control. And sometimes it's just learning. Sometimes we have to eliminate people in our life. I, I had to do it in my early sobriety. I, I couldn't I couldn't be around toxic people or I'd be back out on the street. And um, it's it's tough in the beginning because it is. you're trying yeah. not to because they'll say stuff like, oh, now oh, so you're sober now. You think you're better than me, huh? Well, yeah, no, they'll, they'll it's like, hurtful. dude, the door it's swings both ways. Thing. You never come over to visit me either. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I had like my closest friends like call me a dumbass. Like, oh, they, yeah. Say things like, you know, like I sound like a stay at home mom now right. and things like that. But it's just because of their own thing that they were dealing with but that, that they don't want to take time, a look at right 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 and and, <laughs> and knowing and not knowing at the time that's why it's so important i think to let people know who are who are starting to start their their voyage going on that self per, that personal growth and self you know education and that 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 personal growth voyage that you need to understand that there's going to be people that are going to burn off from your light mm -hmm. that shines so bright. They're going to either burn off, they're going to walk away, or they're going to rise up with you. Yes. And you just have to keep on doing it. And it's going to hurt sometimes because it can sometimes be your own mother, your own father, your yes. own husband, your own wife, your own sister, your best friend. It can be the closest people to you that are the ones that are hindering your growth. Yeah. And it's those are the hurt. people I left for a long time. Yeah. And now they're all sober. Yeah. Because yeah, like this is what I'll tell you. If you stick to what you're talking about, stick to your guns and concentrate on you getting better. Believe me, these people are still watching you. Mm -hmm. I've had people come up to me and literally say, I don't know what you're doing different but I really like the result. I like the way you're living your life today. And I kind of feel like I want some of that. Can you, can you help me out? And That's they awesome. will watch you and eventually they'll follow. You're not going to lose anybody. You're just temporarily getting out of a, a situation that you can't mentally it's garbage in garbage out. You got to always say that. And I, I remember even when um my, my buddy, when we were learning this, He's the one that tr tricked me into getting into AA. And I would try, I say, dude, you got to listen to this joke. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Nope, 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 nope. He was constantly trying to just be positive. And he introduced me to one of my most favorite authors of all times. And that was Norman Vincent Peale. You can, if you think you can, that man was an amazing human being. 
And the way he describes stories would just, and I don't like to read. And I, I, I get stuck in his book. But this is where I learn that the world does not owe Frank a favor because he had a shitty childhood. Frank owes Frank a favor. The world's not going to do nothing for Frank. The only way things are going to change is I had to make it change in me. And sometimes it's just in how you look at things and, and, and changing that. I mean, I had this one old timer. They're going, hey, Frank, how's it going? And I said, man, it ain't going good. This is going on. This is going on. This is going on. And he said, oh, that's great. And I looked at him and I said, well, maybe you didn't understand what I said. This is going on. This is going on. This is going on. And he said, that's awesome, dude. And I said, <laughs> I looked around. And I said, who the hell are you talking to? I'm trying to tell you my life is shitty. He said, just a second, Frank. I'll explain it to you. He said, what I have learned in my lifetime is when things start to happen like you're talking about, it's because God is preparing you for something great. And it's all in how we look at things. Uh, I also learned that problems don't have solutions. Challenges have solutions. And another guy told me, you have the answer for everything. And I thought he was a nutcase. And he explained it to me. He said, do you know somebody that has been through what you're going through right now? I said, yes. He said, then go ask them, get out of your way and go ask them how they got through it they you have the answer for everything you just need to get out of your way and go ask people how to get through it yeah yeah ask and you shall receive right? it's powerful i'm telling you just little people people things. love to talk people love to talk especially about themselves and they like to mentor and they like to mentor but especially if they if they have been in it if they know that you are really genuinely intently searching for guidance mm. Oh man, you can pick a brain like nobody's Absolutely, business. especially old yeah. people. You know what? Yeah. Guys, if you're listening, we need to bring this back into the, our yeah. culture because at one time, we didn't put our old people away in, in old folks' homes. When they retired, they become educators Elders. to the grandchildren. Their knowledge and the things that they had walked through was vital it was important and it taught the shortcuts to the grandkids so that they didn't have to go out and repeat the same mistakes old people are valuable you it's it's like fort knox yeah. it's it's gold it's a gold mine you just have i love old people yeah too bad so many like it, it well it's by design the way they did it by design to separate the families and stuff yeah. like that but it's 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 unfortunate that there is so many old people who are just wasting away without, you know, their, their memories. Because when you talk about their, you know, I, I met, I met a, a man this summer uh, who told me uh, a lot of stories about his childhood and mm. his daughter was like, I have never heard these and because I was picking his brain because I was so intrigued about his life and what he had gone through and how he got here and things like that, that when you do that, it inspires and it sparks up memory and it sparks up energy. And it's just amazing to watch them come to life when they start talking about their and life. I hope you, I hope you uh, 
woke her up. You should be asking him these same questions so that you say you never heard these stories. Did you ever ask? You should have asked him these questions. And I mean, that's that information is so valuable and it saves us all kinds of stuff, you know, and they have a when they get a certain age, they have a better way of explaining things too. my mom told me that she said, wait till you have grandkids, Frank. It's totally different than having your own kids. How so? A, she says it's a different love altogether because you've already made the mistakes. <laughs> and now you learn to just allow them to be children. And I remember her always saying, back off. Just let them do it. Let them, let them practice their independence and stuff. Quit trying to fix things for them. I'm sorry I did that to you. I wish I never had. She'd say things like that. <laughs> And, but it's it's true, you know, we screw our kids up and then they spend the rest of their lives trying to get unscrewed up and then they get finally get to where we're at, you know, and if we can change that cycle and start with them young, I work with Hannah all the time. She's 13 and uh, for a 13 year old, she has her stuff together. I am, I'm really proud of her. She's a straight A student. She gets upset if she gets a B once in a while, but I just want her to do her best. I don't care if she gets straight A's or not. As long as she's doing her best, that's all I worry about. And uh, I talk to her about the same things we talk about. And your environment. And she has learned that she doesn't like chaos. And she dis, she removes friends from her life. That's good. Yeah. She just talked about maybe possibly removing another one because uh, they just have to learn boundaries early. Yeah, it really is. And it just blows me away. I wish yeah. I was like that at 13. Oh, shit. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd be so much further ahead. <laughs> but, you know, such is life, right? Life happens for us, Frank. You know, I had, a, and this is how I, I, I looked at it. I had a crappy childhood. I, I didn't really have one, but. There's nothing saying I can't have one today. Matter of fact, God told me to. He said, become childlike because there is power in that. When you honestly look at the purity and, and the humbleness of a child, and but not just that, the superpower, is, like I was telling you, is there. That was another thing that we were talking about and that I was dropping down to was be childlike and act as like as like your children, because when they tell you to play full out and do the things and jump up and, scream, you know, right. you know, show your power pose. It's for a reason, because your cells, it, it gets in there and, you know, it sticks when your physiology is connected with the way your thoughts are trying to change and shift. Children and are so, constantly, if you think about it, they're constantly manifesting things into oh, their life yes. because they know how to generate the good energy yes. and they stay on top of it constantly. If a child could stay happy 24 hours a day without us jumping in there and trying to screw that up for them, uh, they our, would. Our, and our brains don't know the difference between reality <laughs> and, and not. And so, you know, right. it's like it's, it's really true. If, if, if we could just understand the, that, that basic, that basic rule, mm. right. And live by that. I mean, 
<laughs> Do you remember your imagination, Irene, when you were little? The power yeah, in, you know. in your imagination. And when we play acted certain things. And I mean, it was like it was real. It was yes. like we were literally um, in Narnia. <laughs> it was happening when we were kids. We The mind is so powerful and we lose it for a period of years until we get beat up enough and humbled that now you start looking at things differently. Sometimes you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired until you're yeah. when you're finally willing to put the shovel down and stop digging the hole. Somebody asked me that one time. They said, well, when do you know you've hit your bottom? I said, when you put the damn shovel down. People say you can only go, you can go all the way to dead. You believe me, I've watched so, it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've lived in places I've, where that goes on and I was I've close to people, it. I've seen people die. Yeah. You know, with all of that still. And it's, it's so sad. And that, that's one of the reasons why I, you know, one of my, my whys was because I, I did not want to, I knew I had a lot of stuff that I was holding on to that was dark and, and I needed to let that go. And you I want to hand it down to your like kids. That. Oh man. But to have that, to, to, to die like that, to, mm. to go like that, because you're the same person. Like you, yeah. you take everything with you yeah. or not. Everything. And if, yeah, and if you haven't learned lessons, then you're going to get recycled. Oh. Get recycled. Hey, and I'm, I'm <laughs> that, 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 that is so true. I, I, uh, I know this old guy, um, and he was sharing a story about his daughter. His daughter actually worked with people that have passed on and came back to life. They were, they were brought back and, um, she recorded the, uh, the experiences that they had. And a lot of them say they could see spirits, people reaching out, trying to grab a cigarette from somebody, but Ooh. could never get it. And that freaked me out because I smoked for 38 years. And it's like, well, if well, I don't take care of this habit right now, and I get over there, I'm going to spend an eternity wanting a cigarette and never can have it. Can you imagine that? Not only that, Frank, <laughs> not only that, can you imagine when, what, how it says in the Bible that we would be, we would die of fright if that veil was lifted in the spiritual world was when we saw what was going on in the spiritual realm and how, what around us, my grandpa everything did. that is around us. Oh my gosh. Can my you grandpa did. He shared that with me. Irene, my grandpa and, shared that with me. He actually drowned for two minutes. He had died and he saw the other side of the veil. And he said it was the most beautiful thing he ever saw. And he's, and, and then he was brought back and he felt rejected. Okay. Um, but he realized it wasn't his time too. He understood that, but he still felt rejected. But he said, if people actually knew what was on the other side, where God's at, he said people would literally try to commit suicide to get there, which would get you the opposite direction. Don't do that. But it's, it's, I, um, it's, he, yeah, it's, I mean, we're here for a reason. We, we are brought here. There's like three estates, you know, you were in pre-existence, 
We were all spiritually together before we came here. We came here to receive our bodies, but also we asked to come here because we wanted to be like our creator. And so he developed this beautiful world for us to come learn to know all things and to become more like him so that we could understand all, everything. This is what a father wants for his children, okay? Everything, everything. And this is school. We are here in school to learn things. Even when you, when you get out of high school and college, school's for life. It's forever. But what helped me with this, Irene, is, and this has helped me with my own personal growth and, and how not to beat myself up, is I learned that I don't have, it's an eternal growth. I don't have to learn everything by Friday. So I don't get caught up in, in trying to be perfect all the time because I'm, I'm never going to reach that. Um, so it, it's helped me learn how to chunk things down a little bit and to, to just take my time and not try and, you know, cram for the test because it's, it's, it's for my benefit. So I'm just trying to learn every day something that's going to get me a little bit further every day. And maybe some of that is learning a little bit more compassion for my neighbor or for my, my relatives or whoever. And, and giving them that same respect instead of expecting them to be higher than they, they can possibly be also, you know, just having more uh, patience with people. Life is yes, having more patience, having more compassion. Yeah, because you know everybody's going through something. Everybody has their issues that they're going through, their problems, you know, their worries, their hangups, complaints, of whatever. Yeah, and and it it doesn't cost anything to be nice. No, you know? it doesn't cost a damn thing to just be nice. Well, and so, and when Christ came here, I know we're talking a lot about. Christ and God and stuff. And, uh, uh, and I'm not going to apologize for that guys. I'm not, we're talking a lot about that. but I was going to say something for Sorry. that Sorry. and I just got uh sidetracked. Um, okay. Oh, well, it'll come back. You, you said, you said we were talking about God a lot. Yeah, I know. But what was I saying right before that? Cause I had, I had a reason for it. Uh, this, Sorry. And I don't want to say it's because of my age. I actually, for, for my age, I uh, I feel a lot younger than some younger Let's people. Let's tell everybody how old you are, please. I'm going to be 60 on July 1st. Oh, 60. 60. It kind of throws people off that I'm that old because uh, I'm still cute. So it kind of mm, throws them very. off. Yep, yep. <laughs> Very, very. That is indeed the truth. No, you know what it is, is what I have it? a wife that is full of life and she actually yeah. blew life back into me. And, and, because, and she makes you look younger. Oh, she does. Um, you know, she actually Still says, younger and you look younger. my wife says that because people ask her, um, how do you, when she went back to the Philippines, she's in the Philippines right now with our kids. She's bringing them home finally. But when she went down to her, her mom's island to visit the family, all her cousins, everybody said, oh, my God, they haven't seen her in five years. They said, oh, my God, Don, you're the same. You haven't changed. You're not wrinkly up like all of us. And, 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 and she's had people for years ask, what is 
the key of you staying young. She said, laughter, smiling. Even when you don't feel like it, I laugh and I smile. Even when I don't feel like it. (laughs) She said, you know, being, being negative about it doesn't change anything. So you might as well smile. Um, you've heard of the, what is it? The happy, the happy couple. Um, anyway, they, they, they laugh, right? They mm-hmm. laugh and, and, and like <laughs> they have these workshops <laughs> and it was really funny because I saw a clip of one of the workshops and it was, you know, you know, you know, to laugh and to start laughing. And then she, introduced herself and she goes hi you know uh my name is so and so and i have cancer <laughs> very good very good or something like that it was really cool anyway um it it just like it just brings out all that that energy and that laughter and it comes up and it just makes you feel amazing but, well and yeah. i've actually i've actually laughter. watched and and it's also been proven People have laughed themselves well from cancer mm-hmm. and from other diseases that were fatal, that they there was no cure for it. And laughter uh, it, is what it is it, medicine. It, it really is. Well, you, you re, it's triggering certain uh, chemicals in the body yeah. that are healing. It is. And just your laugh, your smile alone isn't just medicine for you. It's medicine for someone else. And I talked about that in church today, too. I said, it's about training your body. I mean, everything's a choice. You know, um, I said, when when I go to work, my customers, I said, I notice this. When I'm coming into their office or wherever they're at, I notice they start to smile when they see me because they know it's going to be a good experience. And there's been some times that I've gone in there when they weren't in a good mood, but by the time I left, they were laughing and they, their whole day changed because I have taught my body with emotion to feel a certain way throughout my day, because that's how I want to be. And that's how I want to perceive and be perceived by other people. And And it is medicine for other people. It's not just for me. And uh, I've had people run away from me. Huh? <laughs> I've, had people, I've, I've had people run away from me. Like, <laughs> well, had, when you like, smile, heard, you're I've not supposed. When you smile, you're not supposed to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> that scares people, Irene. You got to quit doing that. <laughs> I've had people. Me and Hannah people, were laughing had, so hard last night. We were doing that. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I was driving and I was at a stop and there's cars coming right in front of me. Hannah's sitting right over here and I, I to the window so everybody could see me. I just went and they're just looking at me like, what the hell? And Hannah just busting up laughing. Yeah. We, we play in my family. Yeah, no, that's that's it's a good thing. It's good to laugh that you know there's people who like even even like it, it you like you were saying how people when you, they see you coming, they start smiling, right? Right. Like there, there's a lot of people in our lives that are the complete opposite. And when they see us coming, they have a, the scowl gets more, you know, deeper because they have such, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the hell, but they just don't like you sometimes. Right. And so, um, 
I don't know what my because they're mad because you're so happy and they're miserable. <laughs> well, well, that's I had what a I customer saying. say that he said, yeah. "Boy, you look pretty chipper for Thursday." And I said, "I'm always happy." He said, "Oh, I highly doubt that." And I said, "No, happiness is a choice, bud." Yeah, yeah, people <laughs> like that. Like, what are you so happy about? It's so easy for you to be happy. <laughs> He just turned around and walked off. But he's, I said, do I call you Murphy or what What, what the hell? <laughs> Cripes, my it's, God. It's what a miserable way to live. It's funny now because I used to be that way. And I was like, oh, man, I sucked. I Are really you glad sucked. you're not? Because every time I see you, you got a smile on your face. <laughs> oh, I really, I am really thankful and grateful that I have. And you can see I have eyes. My, I have just shifted my whole but tell everybody how that happened, because you've you've been sh you went really serious about this this last couple of years on how you've shifted that attitude. Your program that you created a program that's specifically designed to do that, right? Yes. And so that was another thing that, you know, they were talking about in these challenges past week was the repetition and incantations and and, you know, uh, uh, mantras and this and that. And one of the things that helped me because I had no belief in myself. And one of the things that I want to really uh, put out there for anybody who's wanting to start their own business, wants to do their own thing, right? Do it, do it. But please work on yourself first, because if you don't have that belief in yourself of what your what it is that your vision is and your goals Mm -hmm. are it's going to be so much it's you're going to waste a lot of time you're going to waste a lot of money and you might waste a lot of momentum mm -hmm. and you might it might cause you to fall off and give up easy and so that's why it's so important that's why we keep on saying to surround yourself with that community but what i did was i i hypnotized myself i reprogrammed my subconscious mind by creating my own mantra and what did I do? Things like this. And, and I give I give so much credit to Jake Ducey because I took his program. I think mm -hmm. it was like a thousand dollars that I paid for his program. And what I learned from his program, I freaking ran with it because it was amazing what I heard. And I really had the ears to hear. So what I did was I created my own mantra, which went something like this. I am so happy and grateful now that the right people have entered my life to guide me, to support me, to encourage me. And, you know, things like that. Like, I, I am so happy and grateful now that I have the resources that I need to do what it is I want to do now, you know, just doing that. And I continually get people, in, new people in my life that continually take me in that so direction. I made several, I made several <laughs> for me. I made several for me and not only for me, but I made several for people, for other people who wanted to right change and have a little shift in their way of thinking as well. And so right. doing that for Hoya, I, I, and I freaking did it. And, mm -hmm. and everything that I, everything that I wrote down, write what it is that you want, because what we write, we invite into our lives. Absolutely. It, and so, yes. It imprints when you, when you put it on paper and ink. Repetition, repeat, yeah. repeat, repeat, do it over again, hear it over again, see it over again, do a vision board, put a vision board up. And I don't care if you think it's out there that you're never, ever going to, it's, it's never going to happen. Freaking put it up there. Right. Put it up there because your subconscious mind is constantly seeing that. Yes. If your subconscious mind is constantly hearing something that it is going to eventually believe it 
and then you're gonna your cells are gonna believe it and then it's just everything is just gonna fall in line yes and i i just want to point something out because what you're saying right now is it's it's actually critical it's really really important this is a step you cannot skip because you can spend five eight fifteen thousand dollars on a life coach or i mean a, a business coach or whatever but if you're not emotionally spiritually and mentally fit you haven't done that work you're not ready for that right now and um you're going to spend a lot of money and then you're going to be upset. You're going to add to the problem. So do your work first. It doesn't take a long time. Take six months to a year just to develop yourself. I went and and I spent the money first. I don't blame my life, my, my business coach. Um, My business coach um, is, and his, his name's Todd Ross and he's really good at what he does but I wasn't ready at the time. I had to unlearn some bad habits that I picked up along the way. Um, There was a time I would have been ready because of the work and my attitude at one time was really, really good. And I had already worked through this stuff. But like I said, when you stop doing the maintenance, you go back to what you know. And that's what I did. And when we lost our company, and I was going through a divorce at the same time, being a single dad, raising three kids by myself, I gained some attitude. <laughs> I was pissed off at everybody. And and I copped an attitude. Matter of fact, it was somebody in KBB that actually helped me with that. And and I just finally, I was I, I felt stuck. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And, uh, and I was a counselor guys. I, 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 I trot, I trained, I taught people this. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. <laughs> this is how far you can lose what you have if you don't practice. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, I need to talk to you. Do you have time? He said, give me an hour. I'll get with you. Never met the guy. This is the people in the KBB. They will reach out to you. Everybody will reach out. We're, and there's over 40,000 or more hundred thousand people and if you reach out to people there they care they will reach right back and they will they will work with talk to you yeah and, I mean, and there's there's business coaches that also do life work too in, oh in, yeah. In yeah so look, look life coaches all that yeah there are yeah. and and even your coaches have coaches because yeah. you can't mirror yourself you always need somebody on the outside looking in so that they can see it from a different angle so that they can steer you back in the right direction. We all slip and fall, and that's okay. That's part of the process. But I asked this guy, and he said, well, okay, tell me what's going on. So I did, and I, I started talking about the losing the company and all this stuff and my divorce and this and that, and he said, and I kept going about, you know, I was just going through this big story and, or, you know, anyway, he said, can, can I, can I get you to stop for a second? And I said, sure. And he goes, it sounds like a story you've already told. I said, what do you, what? I was for a minute there, I was thinking he thought I was lying or, or full of shit. And, and it's like, but instead I just said, what do you mean? 
And he said, it sounds like something that you already, you've already talked about. This is a story you already know. And as soon as he said it, it's like, oh my God, Mike, I know exactly what you're saying. I used to teach people this and I got stuck on my story of what happened, even though it wasn't happening anymore. And when you're stuck on it, what happened, it's like it's still happening because you're still attached to the emotion behind it. Yep. And you're and, and it's like it's still going on right this minute. Yeah, this that's is why, why you can't people let go. understand that emotion, your personality is based on how you think, how you feel, and how you act. That emotion controls your life. That is the energy that moves up and down your body. Every person that you are surround yourself every single day, the people at your job, your family members, you are sharing information with them every day. And it's the same information over and over and over again. So if you're in a negative environment, that's the information you're sharing with each other. And you will stay there. Okay, so if you want to change, you have to change your personality, you have to change how you think, you have to change how you feel, and you have to change how you act that out. So that's where the, that's what I had to do. And I, I realized that because of all the work that I'd done, and the schooling that I'd taken psychology, everything that I've learned, and being a counselor that I needed to take a time out and I needed to unlearn the bad habits that I had created through that period. And I knew it was going to take me longer than everybody else because I wanted to do that first because it's about me. It's not about you and it's not about looking good. It's about what am I passionate about? And if I want to do what I'm passionate about, I need to feel good about who I am because to me, when you're trying to sell a program or anything, it has to be like, it's like a testimony. If that's what I know about sales. Okay. I am good at sales because when I believe in something, it becomes a testimony. And when I deliver it, it has way more power because of the emotion that is behind it because we're all emotional and how we deal with and hear things. When you come at somebody with a testimony, a belief system that is so powerful, it grabs people. Okay. Yeah, so it's all about if you have a coaching program that you're trying to sell, if you can't talk about it and sell it, this is what sales is. You're sharing a testimony with somebody. That's it. You're sharing a belief system with somebody. Everybody sells people. You sell yourself every single day. Don't tell every me day. you don't like sales. And I didn't want to get involved in this. Todd told me this is this is what you need to do. And now I'm 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 and if he sees this, he's gonna say it's about time that <laughs> because yes. I, I haven't I haven't gotten to where he needed me to be. And if I had stayed on track with what he was doing, but I wasn't ready because I was still caught up in this other stuff. Okay. Yeah. But this is one of my strengths. And 
this and it's actually I'm looking at doing this right now is becoming a sales coach with some um, somebody else. And uh, they they just contacted me again. I got to get a hold of them. And it's a doctor that's world renowned. So I hope it works. I, I would love to be a part of it because I believe in what he's doing is awesome. But what I'm trying to say is there there's so many people that have so much, you have so much information that needs to be shared, but you don't know how to, you haven't learned how to deliver it because you're afraid of sales. You hold back. And, and, and what I've learned about sales is when people show up, they want to be sold now. Now they just want you to explain to them why they want to be sold. So now your job is to paint the picture. And to make them feel like they're a part of the vision, that is what's going to bring them in. And when you can deliver that to them on that level, you're not going to have no problem selling that. But first, the first person you need to sell is you because of your confidence level. If your confidence level is not high enough to deliver that, means- that message, then you have work that needs to be done. And this yep. is what Irene is talking about. There are steps to this, okay? Okay. If you're not ready, we can help you get, fill that gap before you get to the business coach. There's a gap in there that you have to be emotionally, spiritually, and physically ready. And I say physical too, because if you don't feel good, you won't do good. Right. It's the energy. It's all of it. The thoughts and the actions everything and learning how to become the mechanic we send our cars to the mechanic for a reason right they know they've been to school they're educated on how to fix the the motor and what they know is when in when when there are three elements that make that motor run right there's oxygen fuel and combustion six months from now when it breaks down, what are they what are they going to check? They're going to check if, if there's an airflow, if there's combustion with the spark, and if there's fuel. Yeah, I don't know about that, right? It never changes. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with us. When you understand how you function, when you become the mechanic, and you learn how the subconscious mind works, how the, the conscious mind works, and the unconscious mind, which is the body. The conscious mind is the filter system. We actually even program our filter system to filter what we want it to filter. And sometimes you have to learn how to change what it's filtering, okay? And then you also have to learn how to work with the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is like a silverback gorilla. And then the conscious mind is like this little squirrel monkey. Anytime they battle, the gorilla is always going to win the battle until the silver, the, the squirrel monkey understands how the gorilla functions and that he actually has to live by a certain set of rules. When you understand what the rules are, you don't have to fight with the gorilla anymore. You just redirect the gorilla. And the gorilla will go because he has to follow certain rules. You change the belief system. And, and it's once you learn how to become the mechanic, now you can take care of the motor. And that's, that's all we're asking you to do is 
you have to learn, you have to become the mechanic. Take care of you first. And, and God says that. Come to me first, and I will give you everything. I, he's not going to hold back on nothing. That's a promise that he makes us. We just have to go to him first. We're out of alignment. Our, our machine is out of alignment. You know, we've been beat up from the world, especially us older people have been slapped around by life a little bit harder than these young kids. And after you get slapped around, you start to give up on your dreams. Well, I'm going to challenge everybody right now. Hey, we're going to challenge you. Dream one more time because it's possible. It, it, it's, it, I'm telling you. Warning, warning, we're going to challenge you. <laughs> Why are challenges so important, Irene? Because it just plants seeds. It gets you inspired. It sparks that light in you that you thought there was no more, that you didn't even think you had. Oh, you know, I, I have mean, a beautiful friend, and you've probably seen her. I've done an interview with her. She lives in New Zealand. Her name is Crystal Neho. She challenges herself constantly for the last, I don't know how many years now, but she has lost over 180 pounds. She is healthier today than she ever has been. She has written books. She works with kids in acting. She uses her acting skills to help kids gain their inner power and, and to be confident in life. And she's she, she has an beautiful program and she's also part of kbb and she started the same time we did and she is slowly done it's taken her longer too but now successfully financially she is now starting to scale and she's she's uh yeah she sees millionaire and then even further than that the way her program's now starting to take off she has her own um she's developed her own um journal uh she has her own book she's also a an artist she's got the one of the most beautiful voices you have ever heard and she raps and she just she's really talented and her daughter you can tell because of the power this 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 woman has her daughter has become the same way she's teaching her daughter all these skills now so that she doesn't go through the, and she's been through the same stuff me and you have through some heavy, heavy, heavy trauma. And she's had to overcome. And, but you know what? I can tell you right now that Irene, <laughs> Frank, Crystal, Debbie, Todd, all these people that are in our circle have not done it perfectly at all. But what we did do perfectly is we showed up. That's all you have to do. Don't worry about the mistakes. It doesn't matter. But if you don't show up, it's never going to happen. And that's what we're doing right now with this podcast. It's not the best podcast in the world yet. Yes, it is. But we're showing up. We're here and we're doing what we love doing. We're giving really good information. We're, you know, we hope that it helps people. Um, even if it's to jar jar loose something that you already knew, but you forgot. Right, because reminders are they they bring they breathe life back into what we forget. Yes. And 
So the purpose, like today, the purpose of a relationship is to modify emotional joy. That's what the purpose of relationships are. Take it, write notes when you, anybody talks. Like if, if anybody is willing to spit truth, willing to be vulnerable to spit their story and their testimony, you know, I'm going to listen. Yeah, yeah. Their journals, man. Oh, oh, what's next to it? Good book. Oh, and the Bible. <laughs> and I've even learned to do this. This is necessary, guys. When you're older, and the ticker starts to slip, you know the gears are kind of not. What, what is that, Frank? This is where I put all my uh, what do you, what do you call them? Notes. Your uh, no, your baby notes, journal. Your passwords and all the stuff. I have like three or four Facebook accounts that I can't get back into because I forgot the password. So I had to create a new one. So I learned to start writing stuff down and, and keep my stuff straight because I have, I have two emails. I have my own personal email and I have my business email. I have the live your greatness dot biz. Hey, so let's talk about your oh, business. Frank at live your greatness dot biz. Do you have anything uh, coming up, going on? Not yet. No. I'm, what are you I'm, thinking? What's like in the works in the mind? What's going with the grind? What are what are those? What are well, those right now I have some other priorities going on. Um, first of all, was for me and Don to just get the kids here, yeah. and uh, that's cost us a lot of money and a lot of time. And then um, I'm I'm hoping to start doing this uh, sales coaching and stuff like that. Yes. And then I will try and develop something from there. Well, I can definitely. Uh, but I also want to do something with you, a, a training with you. Um, I'm always open to speaking at, at, at events and, and whatever it is. And it's it's not always for cost. So, you know, it can also just be for free and just showing up. That's um, right. It, it's about empowering people. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about healing, man. Yeah. My, you know what my ultimate goal is, is what? to help people stop existing and start living for the first time. I remember when that I broke through there, and I and I stopped existing, and it's like you can finally breathe again. It's like somebody took their foot off your chest. And you're breathing and, it, and it's, it's not about money. It's not about how big your business gets. It's about living your agency, practice being you and serving the purpose that God specifically designed you for. We all have it. So and find your why. Difference. Our whys are different. Your talents are different. If God gave us all this, why would he do that? He gave us all different talents. You don't, we don't all have to be NBA stars. We don't have to be football stars. We have different talents that serve higher causes. And when I look at that today, because I was really good at baseball and soccer, I almost went to Germany playing, playing soccer. But what do they do? They don't create nothing except for about an hour of happiness for some people. And then some people get pissed off because they lost. But 
I used to be a heavy equipment operator. I helped build stores, hospitals, things that actually did stuff for people. Even a person that is doing maintenance at a store or a hospital, your, your job's important. It's necessary. It's not what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. Are you doing it better than anybody else? That's what's important. And are you taking, you know, pride in what you're doing? You know, and it, to me, everything's important. Uh, those, those guys that come around in those trucks every week to pick up your trash is important. People would die, literally die if they didn't pick up your trash because it would create disease all over the world. Yeah. And then you'd have more stinking thinking than you already do. Right. And, and, it, it, and, and it's just, uh, we, we need to start looking at things differently. You know, what uh -huh. is success to me? Success is for me is if I touch somebody and it changes their life for the better and they finally start living the way God intended them to live, that is success. It's not how many dollars you make from it or whether you don't make it's, it, it's what I'm passionate about. It's what I'm, I'm sent here to do. And uh, I have what they call a, a patriarchal blessing that actually was given to me when I was younger. And it basically tells me what my mission here on earth is. It's real powerful. And, um, and when I read it and I look at the people that I'm in contact with, because it talks about the 12 tribes, that I will be working with them. And my kids are native. Oh, American, wow. Really? Filipino. And oh. I work with people in, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. It's that all, that is coming, pretty cool stuff. That's like, a, that's yeah. like full circle, right? There's no accidents. There's no accidents, you know, and uh, it, it's unfortunate. It, it, it's taken me so long to, to figure that out. Well, but you know, sometimes that, we God's run timing, from responsibility right? or don't we? Because it scares yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, hello, Jeannie. And uh... let's see. I see Nicole and Sandra. Hi. Oh, hello. You're... See, you're Thank seeing you people I'm not. In. Yeah, they're on my timeline. So I have. What I is Akea? Did I say that right? Akea? Han is watching. That sounds like a Filipino name. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. We're just talking about some challenging stuff. <laughs> we went through a lot of really good material, though. And uh, yeah, I know. there will be a, you can replay this later and uh, catch it all. And I will post I will post the podcast, too. So one more time for uh, anybody who joined us late and just wants to hear what fine, being fine really really means for oh. because like I said I, <laughs> I really like know, that don't you I didn't know what fine meant until today what the true meaning of the word fine means frankly what it, is the word it, if you're fine ladies and gentlemen if you tell somebody you're fine it usually means uh fucked up insecure neurotic and emotional and if you <laughs> think if you think about that when you say how are you doing today and somebody goes fine that's usually what it means. I mean, 
they're 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 not really happy you know usually when someone's happy they'll say i'm great i'm doing good but when people say fine it's usually not not usually good it's used and then it you're usually regretting you even asked them in the first place right <laughs> but how i got that believe it or not, i didn't create that um about five or six ladies that i uh was hanging out with playing pinochle back in 1984 or 85 i sat around a table of ladies that actually made that up and it, it was pretty funny and well, people i love in 12 step programs use it all the time well i'm using it now in my program so <laughs> hugs no drugs and all kinds of stuff we come up with yes so and before we uh before we head go and head out to you, I just also want to plant those seeds and drop something down that's going to be coming up in February. Um, I'm going to be collaborating with a couple of, of really awesome coaches um, for women entrepreneurs who want to have that more spiritual connection with themselves and mm. with, with the source. And so, and also I'm going to be debut my podcast on the 1st of February. Um, it's called Good Night Irene Talks. So I look forward to having- What was it called you. again? It's called Good Night Irene Talks. Good Night Irene, Irene Talks. And she's yes. sitting in a really big chair. <laughs> Where so, did you find that chair? Or that was that... in Vegas. No, that was in Vegas. This is just oh, a I don't that's funny. Chair. Did you keep that for a background? Um, well, I mean, I have the picture. So yeah, it's, it's I can have it as a background, but <laughs> I don't have the chair, although I do want a chair just like that. And when are you launching that again? So that's going to be February 1st. So that's coming up in a few days. Oh, next yeah. Week. Yeah. So that's going on too. So listen up for that. And just for anybody out there listening, um, Frank and I are are doing our fire chat, Fireside Chat podcast. We're trying to do it every Friday. Um, you know, life happens. <laughs> and so we, uh, we're... We, still a couple of days late but we're here <laughs> yes we still showing up and it's so, just yes, been really busy so, yeah it's just just life and, and and you know homicides and stuff so but uh yeah next same time uh same place next week yeah we'll try and do it friday next time though yeah we'll try and do it friday not, not, that's what i meant to say we'll, we'll see how how it works out yeah that's we should have we should come up with like a a a, a sign off you know, like a, hey, whatever, 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 see you next week. You want to do the, you want to do the sign off? I don't know. I, have to I do the up. introduction. You can do the sign off. You do the sign off. Okay. Everybody, this is Frank and Irene signing off till next week. Same time, same place. Well, it'll be Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. I hope you had fun and I hope it helped somebody. God bless and have a good evening. Bye, guys. And Remember to always say your prayers.